Welcome, pudding people, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Richard Geiger and Ken Seymour. How you doing, Richard? And I'm doing wonderful. As you should be. We're almost back into the uh, the the groove, right? The, the normal way of things where we get to enjoy our movies that come out again. Kind of, yeah. It's almost like we're back in the 80s or something and there's just the movie was out and it's ready to go and yeah no it's not like no that. it's really not like that at all I, i'd have been much happier seeing it back in the 80s uh blissfully unaware that the theaters that i were going into were not terribly clean and <laughs> maintained the way that they should be uh but uh no we're we're getting back to it we haven't done this in a while we're doing another movie review yes for uh the ones that we typically try to do, which are the comic book reviews, uh, sprinkle in with a couple others. But every once in a while, um, we would do a comic book movie the weekend. Like we'd go and see it that weekend when it would come out. Then we get a review up. And we're kind of lucky enough this time to do that in a certain sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, going to the theaters at this point in time while we are recording at the tail end of December of 2020 is not a particularly great idea. Uh, for better or worse, Warner Brothers was nice enough uh, or uh, uh, interested enough in profit <laughs> to simultaneously yeah. release Wonder Woman 1984, both in the theaters and on HBO Max. Yes. And I've I've spoken in the past about things available on HBO Max, and I'm lucky enough, fortunate enough, to be able to have that service to watch the things that pop up, particularly the DC uh, Universe items that are of an interest to me. But uh, yes, this was a, a thing that I'd kind of been eyeballing for a little while since they announced it. You know, just it had that level of excitement because it was something new although i had very tempered expectations on what it would what it would show me what it would produce so uh just excited to be able to watch something new the moment it came out basically yeah now i have to say i i shared that level of excitement now i'd have been maybe a little more excited if it were black widow because i've been kind of geeking for that one a little bit longer but you know i'll, I'll be patient yes. Yes, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. I said that. Wow. What one, did I say? Taskmaster? Yeah. yeah, that's one of the hardest names in, in comics uh, to say just because of uh, the way the consonants are arranged. But, you know, for those that uh, it's been a while, for those that you don't remember how we do things, uh, we're going to review the movie in our own special way. We're going to end up giving it a score that will add up potentially to 100 points. And we're going to divide those points across multiple categories, including cast, director, costume and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and then potentially some bonus plus or minus points. Um, now, each of these categories have differing amounts, and we have a very scientific approach. Not really. We just kind of go with our gut, our feeling, how the movie comes across to us and how it kind of compares up to everything that we've seen uh, up to this point in our lives. So, you know, we're going to have slightly different, uh, I'm sure, reactions to each of these things like we always do. But uh, fun will be had, at least by us. 
fun will be had. Yes, it's been a while since we've done a appointed review, yeah. as in assigned different uh, scores, add them up, and got your A, B, C, D, E, F, G score associated with it. So it'll be interesting what we what we come up with on an individual yeah. basis. For yeah, this will this will be good. Okay, well, as always. Uh, beware spoilers ahead. Uh, unlike some of our other movie reviews, which are for movies that have been out for a while, this one, as we release this podcast, is going to be fairly new. So we will be talking about things that are indicative of what happens within the movie as it relates to the plot and as it relates to the greater DCU, uh, as it relates to its relationship with the comic books and history and things like that. Um, but... So uh, let's get uh, let's get going. Let's just jump right into it. Um, okay, I think we need to kind of preface this with this is a sequel. Uh, we've seen Wonder Woman a couple of times now. She's been in um, uh, she's been in her own previous movie. She was in Justice League. Uh, she was in Batman versus Superman. Um, so she's had a little bit of time to develop and to kind of get a feel. For those that are not comic book people, of who the character is and what it uh, what it means to be Wonder Woman, and we have a little bit of a, an expectation going into it, at least how it fits within the DCU, right? An expectation, sure, yes. <laughs> uh, well, well, I will. I was gonna say they, they've they've stated that this could be uh, what Patty Jenkins stated. This is a standalone movie. You don't have to have. You don't have to have seen the first one to be able to enjoy this one. Although it's there's some elements that are obviously harken back to the first one, but she had stated this is a standalone in a certain sense, and yeah. in a certain sense, yeah, I, yeah, I guess in a way, yeah, I, I think she's kind of wrong, <laughs> but pretty strongly wrong on that one. Uh, without the without the previous movies. This this film loses a lot, and for a variety of reasons, it's things that it can't afford to lose. But we'll, I think, I'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But yeah. let, you know, let's let's jump into it right there. The the director, Patty Jenkins. I mean, that's a that's a category unto itself. So she does not have exactly a, a, an immense. Uh, resume of directorial credits. I mean, she's got the previous Wonder Woman, of course. Uh, she's uh, done some episodes of television. Um, she did uh, the movie Monster in 2003. Um, you know, just uh, you know, a handful of things here and there. Done some producing, some writing. Um, so, truthfully, most of my personal reaction to her is going to be directly from my feelings from the previous Wonder Woman movie. Yes, and she does she has a writing credit on this one. Yes. Which I don't I don't know that she does on the previous ones and they're already greenlighting the third one. So we've got to keep that in mind, I feel like a little bit as well. Um and you're right, there's there's a lot of TV stuff. So a few a, a few movies. Yeah. So she did I, not... I think because she has a writing credit on this one, I think it has a little bit more weight impact. Yeah. Yeah. She did not have the writing credit on the previous Wonder Woman. I, I'm curious about how much input. I mean, obviously, director is going to have massive input on on most elements of what goes on. But 
Uh, they're still working with the existing script. And so I, I feel like this is, like you said, more her baby. Now, going from her job that she did on the previous movie, I enjoyed the previous Wonder Woman uh, very well. Uh, very well. Maybe not as much as some people did. I know a lot of people say, oh, this is the greatest superhero film. And no, it was good. It was enjoyable. I'd watch it again. It was, it was easily the best female-led superhero movie that had been made to date. I, I'll buy into that, too. And that movie, so first off, we've got to say, when they say maybe the best superhero, maybe one of the best DC superhero movies. Yes. That'd I be mean, fair. there have been some good Batman ones before, right, in their own right. But I think overall the slate of DC movies is pretty weak, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so if you're basing them on previous ones, you're, and this one's the best, okay um but but you're right the first one had a certain feel to it that this one didn't have and this one really i don't know it it i feel like it i don't know what mark was trying to be hit but i feel like it missed that mark yeah, I, I think I think that's definitely true. And we'll touch back on to that when we get to the plot because that's really yep. where most of the writing comes into it. But the director has a lot of jobs in terms of, of tying everything together and making the vision come to it and to a certain extent exciting the people that are going to go see the movie that, oh, this director is going to be involved. I mean, like I hear Martin Scorsese. Okay, yeah, I kind of know what I'm going to expect to a certain extent stylistically and uh, you know, just uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, okay, I know exactly what's going to go on here. Uh, she hasn't developed enough of uh, repertoire for me to have that for her. And just going on with how this was put together, I may be less impressed with this. Um, I think we'll kind of go more into that as we go along to the other aspects of the film. But just starting with the director out of a, a, a pool of 20 for me, it's like about a 16. Solid, but meh. So you're giving some... That, 16 is actually a really good score. Yeah. Um, I, I, I There's a lot of issues within the movie. Does that fall back on the to the director? And yes and no, right? Yeah. We've discussed that a lot. Um, when you, when you kind of put your... When you put the story in place and you put it in place between a certain, like you've established the character, the character had different stuff, current things going on. So you you put this kind of a historical setting, right? And that's more plot thing. That's more costume and like a lot of those things. Okay, but your 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 setting, your time setting, your your character, I feel like it there was mismatched pieces in how she presented this movie in terms of what we saw, because there was cool elements like at the beginning, you have like the, the digitized little wonder woman 88, like it was a video game. And then you have that mall scene, which kind of like reinforced the eighties motif. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I felt like there was, there was a, a scene where they're trying to get, clothes set up for uh the 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 chris pine character uh whatever trevor 
uh, well, whatever, but Steve Trevor. But other than that, I really think that 80s vibe was kind of missed. And in terms of how the sequencing moved from thing to thing, it kind of slowed down, but then it sped up and then it slowed down and you gave us a sense of what was going on, but then you overlook things that were going on. I just, I don't know. I, I felt like, I felt like maybe they, she tried really hard on this movie to make it her baby, but then tried too hard. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I think 16 is definitely too high for me. I'm going to give this like a 12. Okay. Well, like for me, a lot of the issues that I have, I always, I feel fall in different areas. Uh, so my, my, my problems will show reflections in, in some of the other sections. I don't think a yes. lot of it was the actual directing of the film. I thought, yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right. There were some, there were some tempo issues and some cutting from scene to scene that was odd in spots in, in certain spots. And that, that, that definitely affected the score, but that's pretty much all I put into the directing side of it for the most part. Yeah. Be, because I felt like she had direct control in terms of the writing credit, even though she didn't write the screenplay, she definitely could change and edit and do things how she wanted to hmm. certain sense. Right. Plot is different. So um, that's why I kind of build it into this one a little bit. That kind of makes you, you sense. Either, you either get the extra score because you wrote it and you get extra points or you get burned on it. So. That makes sense. Well, let's uh, let's go into the people that make up the film, the the actual casting. Now, there's a lot of carryover. I mean, we've got obviously Gal Gadot uh, reprising her role, and Chris Pine, as you just mentioned, reprising his. Um, uh, well, Robin Wright and uh, Connie Nielsen come back in the roles that they played in the previous films. Uh, you've got uh, bringing in Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal and, um, you know, just a, a variety, there a lot of secondary players that are um, very recognizable. Like, I mean, a lot of people would just absolutely miss uh, Gabriella Wilde uh, because she doesn't play a, a super prominent part in this, but she's been in some stuff and... This isn't her first runaround, and she generally does a pretty awesome job. And, of course, having that little cameo at the end was, you know, just fun. Uh, Anytime you can get uh, Linda Carter uh, into something associated with Wonder Woman, I think that is a good good nod to have. What did you think about the cast? Well, the the cast was fine Um, in terms of – in terms of the – the parts that people had, I liked Kristen Wiig. I thought, you know, when, when that apparently she was the first choice, although wasn't offered the job first, but ended up getting the job. I thought she was of the bunch. Now her character has its own issues. Yeah, we'll but, get there. Um, she, I thought, did great. Um, Pedro Pascal is really, I think he's great in everything that he does. Uh, maybe a little too much in this one makes sense a little less great and yeah and chris pine was fine uh gal was fine um robin wright and connie nielsen uh, you you saw them at the beginning yeah being, there's you just know, 
stoic and whatever. And then for the most part after that, it was just, you know, random kind of scenes with minimal FaceTime, right? In terms of presentation from everybody else, it was really focused on just a handful of strong character leads. And for the most part, they did pretty good. I, I can't really complain a whole lot. Yeah. I, I thought the casting was maybe the strongest part of the film. I, I know yeah. I've said that before, but um, I really think that, uh, I mean, the people that they already had in the parts uh, that did what they needed to do were already good. And then the people that they brought in uh, were also really quite, I, I love Kristen Wiig. And I thought she was a great choice for this for a couple of different reasons. I mean, uh, the character has to do a massive flip-flop between the way that it's perceived uh, from the beginning of the film to the end of the film. And she has that ability. You, you see that even in just, just the SNL sketches that she does. She's got, she's got a real understanding of, of uh, how to come across to the camera that just a lot of people don't have. Uh, she can do dorky and she can do gorgeous. And that's also something you, it's hard to be able to do both of those things. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I really liked it. I don't think we have to go too deep into it. I thought uh, Lucian Perez, who played uh, uh, Maxwell Lord's son, uh, had a really strong outing uh, in that. Uh, he was actually in another movie I just watched recently, uh, Klaus, <laughs> which was uh, oh, okay. a little entertaining. Um, and, uh, you know, just all in all, um, Everybody, I thought, was was the right choice for the role. Now, how, what they did with that role, well, we'll get there. But could it be a little stronger in a couple spots? Yeah, they, they missed some opportunities here and there, partly because, you know, a lot of movies get just chock full of these big characters. This is a much smaller, I don't, I don't want to say a smaller ensemble, but a smaller grouping of characters that matter in this film that yeah. actually have a key to what's going on. So because of that, they maybe missed the opportunity to have one or two other secondary characters in it that could have been played by some really interesting people and would have added a little bit of depth. So um, like I said, still really strong. I know you're going to think that I'm giving this too many points, but I'm going to give it an 18 out of 20 on the casting. Uh, 18 is fine. Right, because there's there's... A lot of good people and, and you can tell when you watch certain things um you you can you can tell that they struggle to do their part um a, a good example that people love to pan is the star wars prequels easy like, to do yeah those the acting is just really bad in those ones the dialogue's real bad too but the acting yeah uh this one you know the actors are they're strong actors they have good parts Maybe they weren't, they didn't have the best material in a certain sense, but what they did with that was pretty good. So from a character, from a actor standpoint, I'll, I'll give it decent marks too. I'll go 16 on this one. Excellent. Okay. Now let's start to dig into where I think are all the categories where they start, start to fumble. We'll go to start to fumble to where they really fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's the way yeah. I've I've kind of put it together. So let's go into start to fumble. Locations. So there's a lot of um, set locations. There's a lot of, uh, you know, real kind of um, 
locations that they go to, but in terms of true places where things happen. You've got the opening scene on the uh, Amazonian island. You've got the um, Smithsonian Museum internal offices. You've got the mall. You've got the uh, Lord-owned um, company area. And that's, oh yeah, and the bunker at the end. That's about it. So, I mean, they've got some, um, they've got some uh, other places that they go, but they're not for real long pieces. Uh, you know, obviously they have the, um, the, the combat scene in the train, apartment. the caravan, but uh, a couple apartment, right? Yeah. But is it just me or, or was it kind of lackluster? Okay, so you're right. The the setting at the beginning with their little stadium where they're doing the sports. That was solid. Stadium itself is weird. The games were weird. That's a different thing. Okay. Yeah, we'll get that. That was that, that was okay. Um the um, the mall. Uh, the fact that there was a JC Penny in there made me giggle a little bit because like <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> okay, 84 JC Penny. Yep, that's right. Okay. Um, the, the mall was okay. No, nothing wrong with that. It's bright. Yeah. The the um, apartments. There's two of them. Yeah. Those were okay. There was nothing wrong with those. The Smith Smithsonian. That was fine. Yeah. You know, like you're you're right. It gave the details. It had the look of what it needed to do. It didn't make you like, well, that doesn't make sense. They were okay. Um, the like the caravan, right with the desert landscape but the immaculately paved road um so there's that um <laughs> what else is there the you're, you're right the bunker at the end the couple everything was fine right it was fine yeah it's, i'll go fine no major mistakes that i saw i mean nothing that was like when i was watching queen's gambit and i saw the comic book rack and the comics were not accurate to the time period that they were in. And it, nothing like that that just kind of immediately drew me out. Now, that could be because they were careful. It could be that I just missed some, which is probably more likely. Um, there's, there's often just stuff that you miss that just creeps into it. There's, there's sometimes just no control that you can have. But for the most part, I mean, it, it seemed pretty solid. And the 80s weren't that long ago. Um, so, you know... It could. Nope. It just didn't have that one place where I go. Wow. I mean, the closest I got was the offices for uh, Lord's company. The the how kind of uh, unkempt and disheveled they looked. That was kind of that was almost neat <laughs> in a way to see in the movie. But that was as close as I go to going. That's awesome. Well, had the presentation of like like the columns and the the big grand entrance and like oh okay so this is the business they talked about then he goes upstairs and it's just like a barren wasteland because no one's there and they have no money like uh okay now we're, like so that gave you the extra impression okay good that, that was spot on yeah you know like i, I get it so it, once again it was fine yeah but because of that i i'm not going to have that one scene where i just go oh yeah remember that one place so it can't really ever get past a seven 
for me out of 10. If you're if you're going to be solid on the locations, but nothing that just is going to be memorable or just amazing, eh, seven. Yeah, I was thinking eight, so we're kind of in a sim- similar ball, yeah. ballpark. Um, so costuming and prop, uh, costuming and props is kind of a, a similar category. Uh, some stuff was carryover. I mean, this is basically the same set of outfits for the Amazonians from before. Uh, same outfit, essentially for um for wonder woman um maxwell lord wears cheesy suits so you're not going to get something big there the closest you get is what uh cheetah looks like but that's more cgi than costuming and props so it doesn't really fall into this category Uh, i have in the past put stuff in there and i've come to the conclusion that it's in the wrong spot if it's cgi that makes it happen then uh, it's going to go in the CGI category when I have problems. So, uh, again, uh, they make a couple references uh, to parachute pants and to some fashions that are uh, very common in the 80s. But nothing pops. I mean, close as we get, we get a chunk of crystal with some writing. All right. Um, Yeah, that's it. I mean, just uh, it, nothing jumps out as just being absolutely wrong, but nothing that is, again, something that just stands out. It's like, oh, that outfit was killer, or the design on that costume was amazing. Nah, it was okay. Well, like the, the scene I mentioned before with the Sparrow character in uh, an 80s-style outfit, right? That's meant to give people some, you know, some giggles because, you know, let's be honest, that's how that's how they dress you know the the, the american flag fanny pack yeah actually great. that would probably still fly today as being funny you know so so um <laughs> I, I i get that one right and then the, the once again in the same scene the uh exercise bike where he's like i'm trying i tried to write this and i can't figure it out like yeah, okay, funny solid. right that's okay funny. I, that was okay um but the the is the invisible jetta prop uh, it's done with CGI, so I was going to talk about that in CGI. Okay, um, that's a, anyway. Um, you're, you're right. Like the the suits, I thought the suits that he wore were 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 spot on. I I, I liked the over the top, the big cufflinks. You know, like that that was cool. Uh, people's general attire when they when we saw them at the Smithsonian, those were fine. When the uh, Minerva character was at when when it was res- rescuing, they were having that fight, and mm-hmm. she had like the the coat, but the coat had the little spikes all over it. Like that was a pretty sweet coat. I like yeah, that. That was, that was pretty so, good. So I I can't really complain. But once again, it goes back to what you said before. Nothing that really was like, mm, yeah, you got it. You yeah. know, like the things that made sense are what we saw. But yeah. nothing, nothing to a detriment. But nothing. Nothing that was eye-popping. Exactly. So what does that give you out of 10? I think I'll go with your 7 on this one. It's funny. I went with an 8. <laughs> yeah. Flipping and flopping. All right. So let's let's go into cinematography then. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to remind you, gentle listeners, that you can catch us on multiple social media outlets where we are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at 
Pudding Guys on Instagram and on Facebook. And of course, we are at Pudding Guys on maybe the most important one of them all, Patreon, where for just $1 per month, you can help support us as we bring you new guests to talk to, new equipment to talk into, everything to help make the experience better for you and more interesting for us. And we get to play with toys, which is always great. Uh, <laughs> so pop on by. Nice. Right? All right. So uh, cinematography. Um, this is one of the areas where I think they massively dropped the ball. Um, so... I, it, it, maybe it's nitpicky, maybe it's not, but it felt extraordinarily inconsistent in the cinematography. What did you think? I get that, where you had some things that were flashy and some things that relied heavy on CGI and some things where the budget didn't go, maybe, for maybe. The, the CGI stuff. And you'll have that in any movie, so you're right. You're, we're nitpicking, because I'll nitpick the same thing, too. Um, there were some things that were flashy. I didn't get, but like the the lasso being the the uh, Indiana Jones utensil. That that part of that it, it is CGI that yeah. they had to do that. Yeah. Um, the is is the flying. Um, the, the flying like, is comic. It, she is supposed to be able to fly. C- correct. Um, but is, is that a CGI thing or is that a plot thing? Like her, that, that scene where she's learning to fly. Oh, like, um, I think that's plot. I don't before, ever remember seeing anything about her learning how to fly, but I don't think they ever really addressed it. Well, remember it was the heartwarming scene where he was talking about, you know, Becoming it's one just, with the you wind. just use the air and the wind yeah. and then when she starts learning how to, to do it and she's got the different poses and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's her in, on, on a green screen. It's kind of, it's, it's a mix. Uh, that, that's the whole thing. Anyway, um, the, the lightning crashes and the whips snaps are weird to me. The, the, the battles where they use the whip. Okay, that okay, they do more of that stuff. Yeah. And the battles it less worked, it turned out pretty the, well. The, the the intermittent slow motion because she's she is fast, she's strong, she can see things and do things quicker. Okay, so that part was cool. And and that's some of those CGI elements were fun, right? The showing when people get their wishes and then the walls come up to surround you know, the, that the was land. pretty solid. Okay, that's fun. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, there were some misses. I felt. What What were some of the misses that you saw? So for me, I look for how the human body moves and how it it, it reacts in relation to the environment, because that's that's what will bring me out of something quicker than anything else. I can kind of get by effects that I don't necessarily agree with, say like a lasso going around a bolt of lightning, which it's partly to me is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But that's more of an interpretation thing. That's that's me. That's uh, It's a magic lasso. Okay, it'll go around the lightning thing. I don't like it. Other people might. It's, it's probably fine. But I have more of a problem, and I think everyone should have a problem, when you see a little girl 
running in this contest. And the angle that she's running at and the posture that she is in is not natural and doesn't feel right in the surroundings that it's, that it's in or in the uh, at the very end of the caravan scene where she has to rescue the children that are in the middle of the road. She does not grab them in a way their bodies do not move the way that they would move if she did that in real life. It looks so incredibly fake. It just immediately brought me out of it. And I was like, oh, those kids are dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they were just, they were just steamrolled. I mean, and. And then it's the track that miraculously stops. Of course it did. It's well, and there's comic book shit. physics, so I can get behind the comic book physics and that, yeah. you know, Superman yeah. catches somebody and they don't die immediately because that's what would really happen when they fell that far and he just stopped their movement. I can get behind that, but at least have the motions match kind of how they would in real life because if they're stiff as a board, which is what they were in that particular spot, then it's immediately going to draw my eye and just annoy the crap out of me. Um, so, so what have been? What about the actual cheetah character? Never really addressed as cheetah, no, right? Not really. Um, that was all CGI. That was all CGI. Now that's an area where I think they did a really good job. The actual design of the cheetah character, I liked it. I thought it looked really slick. The mm. movements were good, and it was great until they got into that fight scene outside the bunker at the end of the movie, where everything is super dark and you can't see anything. What is the point? Again, it's just an incredible miss. It's like, hey, I've got the neatest looking character in the world. <laughs> you can't see her. Oh, okay. Great. Thanks. And it's also disappointing. And maybe that's how we're... Okay, so I'll, I'll backtrack. I've, I've, in our reviews that we have done on a lot of things, particularly uh, the Avengers movies, I have said that the Thanos character and the movements of the face and the talking were were less than spectacular. They are what they are, right. but they're not perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm open to criticizing people or things that are widely reviewed as awesome, right? From a CGI standpoint. Sure. And the character, you're right, has a great look to it. It's supposed to be an athletic character, as far as I know, that can do all types of maneuvering and is fast and can you know do bad things but let's see it yeah like that i, I know that's part of a plot thing and i know we got us a, a tease of it at the end right right and we got just a, a tease but why not go all in on it i i, I don't understand i don't understand that yeah. and but the, the character did look good and when they did the face like the up close face stuff. They didn't yeah, do a lot of it. Yeah, that's solid. That was solid. That was that was actually fine. Yeah. Like the when there, she was talking, that that was okay to me. And the the running around and the hair moving, like that was okay. But yeah. like some of those stuff when it's blurry, as mm -hmm. in they're going real fast, looks very CGI. Yeah, it, it wasn't that's, the best. That's hard to do. I get it. Now something to me that failed from the very beginning was the golden armor. That Wonder Woman had. Now, I I had a, a stronger reaction to this than I think a lot of people would, because 
it is clearly based upon the designs of the armor that I remember seeing most strikingly in the uh, comic graphic novel series Kingdom Come, where she has this beautiful golden armor and it's practical and it looks strong and it, I mean, and it's, it's, it's Ross painting and it looks just fantastic. And then it's in this movie, but it's not what looks like in that. They made some adjustments and some changes. It looks like a freaking pie pan, an aluminum pie pan in the wings. It's just, it's terrible. And I, I didn't get, and maybe it's because it's been repaired over the years. But if this character, who we come to learn survived at the end, spoiler, um, had this set of armor and defended herself against all these other bad guys, it gets shredded in this one battle. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is that because the cheetah character is so incredibly powerful or like, what am I missing here? Maybe that's costume and props. Cause it's some of it's prop, right? But a lot of it's, I guess, CGI. No, it's all wing, CGI as far as I the can wing, tell. Wing portions, at least when she's in the little circle and she's like, ah, ah, as yeah. the, the, that lasted too long. Yes, it did. That's its own thing. Um, but that suit, like you got the foreshadowing. Oh, Hey, what's that in the corner and then you get to let me show you the story okay, well. um, and then she has it on you're like oh it's going to be a battle or tread 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 done okay uh, it, it's that should have been an, an awe-inspiring like these wings are gonna uh, pop like, whatever like that should have been just like oh she's she's gonna get it now and then you're just like i bet she's gonna come in with that armor and then, like, when it comes in, it's like, hey, there's the armor. <laughs> well, I mean, because remember, okay, so in, in Avengers uh, Infinity War, you know, Thor has to get a new hammer. And it's the whole part of the plot. And it puts it together. And it's got part of Groot's arm and thing. And it came and it looks awesome. And it's great. And it's like, yeah. And this is like, why? And did it really help her? Because ultimately she stood there and did nothing until it started to fall apart. And then she handily <laughs> smacked down Cheetah afterwards. Now, we're, we're getting into plot points. <laughs> yeah, again. we are. We are, aren't we? <laughs> but, but that, that should have been, you're right, one of those CGI, because that moment, anybody, I, Anybody who watches Infinity War at that scene, and you've seen it 10 times, if you're a fan of that movie, if you're a fan of the Avengers series of film, not just a casual viewer, if you are a fan of that series, when that moment happens, like that's something that I go to on, on the movie, on, on Disney Plus, and I'll go right to that scene and I'll watch it because it's so cool. Yeah. Right? It is awesome. This is this is nothing like that at all. Nothing. And and some will say, well, maybe it's because you have a stronger tie to the character. Now, I have to admit that, yes, I like Thor more than I like Wonder Woman. 
but I have a very strong tie to both characters. I love these. I love these comic characters because I've grown up on them and I've seen them done so well so often. So I know what it looks like when it's done right on the page. And it's, it's exactly like, like what you were saying there. You get that excitement when you go into it. It's not like what they did in the comics. They made changes, but it was okay. At least in my eyes, they, they, they had the spirit of it there. And I didn't see that spirit in, in this representation of the armor. It just didn't, it didn't match. Because this is, this is supposed to be a representation in some respects of the dichotomy of who Wonder Woman is. She is trying to bring about peace through war, which doesn't work. And so when she takes on the armor, when she takes on the shield, when she takes on the, 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 uh, the sword, stuff's about to pop off and she needs it. And it's supposed to be really cool. And this just didn't do that for me. Yeah, I, and I want more from my Wonder Woman character. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have the in, in investment like you do, but I treat it as if they want Wonder Woman to be one of the big three, then make her one of the big three, right? Yeah. You know, like, make her awesome. Make her as strong as she is, as fast as she is. Make her fly. Make her as smart as she is. Make her as, you know, like, I'm not going to put up with this as she is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and you, you, you want to make her a vulnerable character, and you want to make her have emotions and feelings okay that can work fine. yeah you you can do that that's cool this wasn't a oh, we're getting into plot again so let's let's leave that so yeah well let's we'll, get our scores okay to what well, we well, i'll, I'll do 14 on cinematography for me what was it for you uh 13 13 so right about the same okay yep continue so you want you want this character to have emotions. You want her to have feelings and you want her to be okay. Cool. Right. That if that makes you think it has a better story or it's going to draw more character, more, more casual viewers in, maybe it's going to draw more, more people that wouldn't watch a comic book character normally into the, into the movie. And that's the reason you're okay. Cool. Let's do it. But a person who is vulnerable and can have emotion can't be tough too. Like can't like you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so like, I think the problem is here. The her emotions are actually really important. The 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 way that she approaches them is a, is a key element to her character, because first and foremost, she is a warrior. She is intended to be somewhat detached or to do what she needs to do, she has to be somewhat detached and cool and be able to, you know, get by. And that doing that for as long as she has has made it difficult for her to sometimes connect. That's what that interesting part is. But in order for that to work, you have to do the first part first. Establish it. Make it work. Even the first film, they didn't do that. I don't remember seeing that anywhere in Batman versus Superman or Justice League. She's always just kind of been eh, kind of never really solidly anywhere. So in order to have that battle, it just doesn't doesn't do anything 
because there's nothing you haven't seen what she's been fighting against yet. And in Batman Superman, she was kind of a oh a character that was at the she was there, but she was it, it like she wasn't known. No, right. So nobody knew about her. Okay, well that's a problem with this movie in its own self. <laughs> Just a little <right>? bit. <laughs> okay. But then when it came to the fight with, I mean, I'll call it the creature that was created because uh, we'll that's not too. Anyway, um, all it was was uh, like she was fighting, and it's like, oh, you hurt you. You try. You think you can hurt me? Okay. And then she kept going at it like like that's that is that character like you said she's a a, a warrior okay right. so you, you got a you got a taste of that but in this one it's just like especially that cringy cheesy mall scene <laughs> oh like <laughs> like no man no that the opening sequence with her little her running and do the comp- competition was, you know, weird enough on its own. Oh, I actually had a big problem with that one. Yeah, like the the mall, the mall sequence was the worst, one of the worst things of the entire movie. Personally, I felt like. But you're right. Like that opening sequence, like I don't, I don't get the different sporting things that everybody's doing. Well, like you, okay. You're just showcasing your talent. No, I, I think I got that part. It's supposed to be like, you're supposed to get a little of the Quidditch feel from Harry Potter and the way that's presented. Mix that with the Olympics. And so they're essentially doing uh, a decathlon, a bunch of different things in order to get from point A to point B. They have to hit all the different things, and it's a major accomplishment. I, I kind of got that. I didn't. It maybe didn't hit for me as much as it might hit for other people. I don't think it was perfectly well done. But well, this, I, I'm talking about like when she's – they're not even starting the competition yet. Oh, yeah, and the random stuff like the where randoms. they're running up the wall, Cirque du Soleil stuff. Yeah, like what's the point? Like what, what are they doing? It seemed a little I, weird. Yeah. Okay. Go on. No, no. But okay. So this, this is a key scene. So this is supposed to be talking about where she learns that she has to do things the right way, not take the shortcut because that's, that's where truth is. And you know this because they say the word truth like 3000 times, which didn't annoy me at all. But okay. Before we get to truth, 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 um, the issue I have is, okay, you're going to have this decathlon type event. And the whole reason she's held back is because she took a shortcut. Did she take a shortcut or did she overcome adversity? We don't know. You never give any rules. So all I see is a little girl being punished for overcoming a problem that she had. And then she still won. Without those rules, that's what actually happened. You didn't say that. Well, you have to hit all of these in order to go. Never said, never even really implied. You have to try and work backwards to get there. So if you are paying attention to the movie and not really cogn- uh, you know, listen, uh, thinking about that, it just looks like she got robbed. And, and the, I, I kind of felt like, 
when they hit the little markers mm-hmm. that showed their color. That's just where they are. I was like, I was just, yes, yes. I was like, oh, well, it's just showing their progress. So what's, what was the point of, like, why did they do it? Right. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I, I got confused because I thought it was like, oh, well, they have, they have to get it because that's part of it. So let's say they shot an arrow and they missed. They'd have to slow down and get an arrow and shoot again. Of course, none of them miss because they're uh, amazing archers. Well, that makes sense. Really. Sure. Um, but then she didn't hit the one because she kept looking. She kept looking back, and then she gets a tree branch. And okay, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, what? It, that's when it confused me because I thought it was just like okay, the requirement was she had to hit the thing. It wasn't a. It wasn't a progress report. No, it was I, it was necessary, apparently. Maybe. We don't know. They never go know, over. Whatever. But the mall scene. It, hokey. Kind of cheesy. Really bright. What about it kind of struck you the wrong way? Just the, the action sequence of, oh, no, you don't. Uh, I'm going to get you. You know, like the, the, the person's getting away or like... He stuffs the bag, and then the guy's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and then the gun falls out, and the lady's like, a gun, and everybody starts, it's just like. That's pretty cheesy. Like, one of my, is this because it's the, is this the 80s setting, and you're over-cheesing us? Yes. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Okay, I get it. So, no. No. (laughs) I didn't mind that part so much. (laughs) I, I. I thought like okay, so you're you're trying to set us up with something quote serious, semi serious, whatever. Sure. And then you get to this and you're establishing the time period with cheesiness. Okay, mm-hmm. but it was cringe cheesy. Yes. Just it was just too much. No thank you. I had I had a different problem with this scene. Okay, so the robbery that occurs is at the jewelry store, right? Yeah. That is selling black market antiquities. For anybody that's ever worked in a mall, the back room to that jewelry store is ridiculously big. There is no way they'd have that much room. A. B. What moron would do black market antiquities out of the back of a mall, a mall jewelry store? That makes no sense. It's, it's... That's really located, too. Of course. <laughs> It's, on the second floor, of course. Kind of, okay. And then on top of that, how these other guys know about it, that's eh, kind of a minor thing. It's just, they're there just to get beat up. So I, I was able to get past that part pretty easy, especially since I had bigger problems with the other things. No, no, I, it, it was a little cheesy. It didn't, tiny, tiny, minor things that's like, oh, that's kind of odd. I got past that. I actually had a different problem with this scene. I think the, the problem I had with this scene is kind of indicative where this movie goes wrong. Um, so what is the major draw of Wonder Woman 1984 when you take away Wonder Woman and the superhero side of it? Why, why are you watching this film? I mean, I, I would, if you take away what side of it, if you take away the superhero side of it, why, why are you watching this film? What's the the other draw? To me, it would be the villain. Well, okay. Every let me good, let me rephrase. Every it. good hero's got to have a good villain. Take away the hero, take away the villain. Uh, villain, it's nostalgia. Mm, yes, it's a boomerang headpiece that 
Well, yeah, we'll get to that here in a second too. That good God. Um, so it, 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 this, this is banking on nostalgia. That's what's drawing you in. It knows that you like it. It wants you to like it because then you will like the movie. But then it smacks you for liking it. If you look at how the camera pans in when it's going through the mall and the combat is happening, what happens? It, it, it kind of beams down on a couple of very, very large individuals slovenly eating their mall hamburger and fries that's covered in ketchup. It's very clear, hey, look at these stereotypical fat Americans. This is what you're nostalgic for. What's wrong with you? But here's some more nostalgia. They do that repeatedly, which is just insulting. Well, like, like I said, the 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 headpiece boomerang. Okay, so she knocks out the cameras. Why? <laughs> I mean, the cameras already saw her. Yeah. First of all, but why? So that she could throw her head, you know, crown for some reason, the tiara, because that's what happened in the show. Nostalgia. But what? What was the purpose? Yeah, there really wasn't one to show so that if, I can do what Captain America can do. Well, if if the purpose for her knocking out the cameras was so that nobody knew who she was, because in like the Justice League movies, nobody knew who she was. Well, what about the whole rest of the movie when the whole world went into? utter chaos and almost just exploded. And then the aftermath of that was the stuff went away, but nothing was cleaned up. Yeah. It's not like when they renounced the wishes, everything went back to normal. The things just went away and everything was trashed. So it's not like the event just never happened. The event happened. Okay. So, but no one knew who she was, right? No, no one, no one still knew who she, okay. No. I had a different problem also with the, the tiara. I mean, in, in a sense, I liked it because, you know, it is. It's nostalgia, I remember. But the, that's not how physics works. I mean, at least with at least with Cap well, Shield. Comic book, comic book physics? I know comic book physics, but he's, uh, read the comics. Since the Golden Age, she hasn't done that because it's kind of goofy. I mean, Cap still does the throwing of the shield, but at least it's like a giant discus. I can kind of see in a sort of a pool hall billiard sort of a way it bouncing off stuff. But uh, a not complete circle, tiny, thin tiara <laughs> is not going to get caught on something or, <laughs> or bounce in a weird way. Eh, eh, a small thing, small thing. Tiny, tiny thing that 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 was more for me than anything else. Like, ah, it's not a problem. It's like that but invisible that jet. Time it was used though, right? right? Do what? That wasn't the only time it was used. That wasn't the only time no. it was used though. No, multiple so times. Back to it. Yes, but the invisible jet. Yes. So you uh, had some issues with that. The let's create a magic. Yes, I hated that. Oh man, I've touched I you. That. Now you're invisible. Come on, man. Like that's you didn't introduce the invisible jet no you forced us into a an invisible jet right like yes. they pushed it to us a little bit and when he was talking about the one thing one minor detail that he was talking about right which was um these planes you can you can do a plane flight from here to egypt like he he, he said that 
Yeah. And so what do they do? They hop in a fighter jet. Which is not going to have enough fuel. <laughs> no, not in the least. <laughs> but it already had fuel in it, by the way. Yeah, it's Fully already fueled up. Fueled. Fly there. And then when flying back home and back to different places, once again, all filled with fuel, too. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, of like, they're, they're sightseeing, right? They're looking at right. the, uh, the We need the to get there really fast. Ooh, fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fireworks, great. But then let's get back on our, our Atlantic, cross Atlantic slash cross African flight on, in a fighter jet. With, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, truthfully, I didn't so much have a problem with the fact that they turned it invisible. I was okay with that. And in fact, that was a bit of nostalgia that I was I was ready for. I was it's like, okay, they they might do that in this film, and I was like, oh, that could it could be good. But for me, the line to cross is don't mess with her power set. Her power set is defined very well. It should be in a very certain way. It's all she needs because she's stupidly powerful in the comics and on, on the DCU so far. She's been very powerful. She's not a magic wielder. No, no. Just give her like an item. Instead of I learned to do magic, it's like I've had this from the island for some time. I've only been supposed to use it in times of emergencies. It needs to recharge or whatever. Set it in the cockpit. The thing turns invisible. At that point, I'm perfect. I'm good. Do not give her this thing. No. God, it was just not good. Yeah. I that, touch you. That was, that was, that did not work for me. Um, all right. So there was, there was many a things. So, what we haven't talked about is the overall plot of the movie. Uh, what plot? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> so you're okay. Um, there's a person, he's got a business, he's failing, but he's been researching for this thing. The peop the good guys have the thing, but they don't know how how they they don't know that they have the thing yeah because they don't know about the thing. Okay. So then he gets it and becomes the thing, and is not maniacal but uncontrollable and goes crazy, but thinks about his son, and now he's like. And now it's okay. Now it's okay. I'll throw my lasso. I'll throw my lasso, and I can't get it. And then I'm just gonna sit there and think about it and magically it around. let it snake around. <laughs> I was okay with that part for the most part. If you can't if you be sneaky about it, sure. Uh, truth is sneaky. Wait, is that right? Um, she used her she used her magic to turn it <laughs> invisible and then sneak it in there. Okay, so I have a couple of issues with this beyond the fact that I thought it's kind of a weak a weak plot. It it really wasn't what I would call terrible. I mean, compare it to something like Thor: The Dark World or some of the other less some of the other ones that I didn't like as much. It's kind of a, in that vein that it's a super sort of powerful bad guy that sh she doesn't need a super powerful bad guy. She needs a compelling bad guy that is of approximately the same strength or at least has a way to be a consistent threat. You don't need the world to end every single time you do a movie. Stop it. Just make it compelling in some way and you'll be fine. It doesn't have to have that... Uh, that moment in every film 
but but they just trashed some of the characters. That character is not Maxwell Lord. It's it's just not. I mean, he's changed over time. I mean, he was was he a cheesy businessman in the comics? Yes, absolutely. Was he of uncertain allegiance? Absolutely. Was he somebody that turned into a villain at one point? Yes, he did. A couple times. Um, but the whole thing is he is cheesy but slick. I never got cheesy but slick. And there should be a couple of moments where you go, oh, he's dangerous. I never got that from him. It just never came across. It was just kind of like bad late night television infomercial guy. And, and it's this is what we're going to go with. Because uh, in the comics, at least after a, uh, a certain point, she snapped his neck because he was that big of a threat. So, no. The, if he's going to be a villain, have him go villain. If he's going to be a, a, a kind of a misunderstood guy, have him be misunderstood and have somebody else be the villain. It feels like this didn't commit in any direction. Yeah, I. you missed out on the best one, Cheetah. Oh, right? I was saving that, that for last. Well, I mean, that would have been the best best bad guy. Oh, yeah, best absolutely. Bad woman, enemy. Yeah, villain. And And that's the thing, really, is that we also have to ask ourselves, why this Cheetah? So this whole thing is about nostalgia, talking about the older stuff. The Cheetah we got was not Nostalgia Cheetah. The Golden and Silver Age Cheetah was not Minerva. This is the New 52 Cheetah. Why? That's what I... Because I, I tried to read up a little bit, and there have been, like, three different Cheetahs, right? Yeah. At least. Four. And this one is a more recent one. As I far mean, as I... That's all I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some reasons I say that makes sense. Having a villain that has some actual power to stand up to Wonder Woman. I'm, I get that because the original Cheetahs, the two, they didn't have that. They were just people in a cat suit. It, <laughs> it was a little harder to go. It's like, yeah, uh, Diana can punch a hole through a mountain. You're not going to win. Uh, but at the same time, it, it it was just a strange choice to, to I know this is a small thing, I, but it's just it's, it's, if you're going to talk about this thing and make it nostalgia, it just seemed a little inconsistent. Yeah, I, I it just the whole it jumped from I want to be the oil person to more. I, there was some weakness in what his real motivation was, what he was trying to do, yeah. why he was trying to, to to do it, and when his body starts to fail, mm -hmm. and then he's like going to take somebody else's body strength and uh, okay, I, I don't know. I just it's a little odd. I, I, I just. There was just a lot of things in the overall. It, you had a MacGuffin, but then the person became the MacGuffin, oh. right? And that's you know, kind of the last thing to touch on when you're done here, how the MacGuffin works. I got some problems with that. Yeah, no, go into it. Go on. So, okay. So here's the whole thing. This this is, I don't have a problem that it's a wish-granting thing. 
You're going to cause yourself problems as soon as you decide to start granting wishes in a plot. But okay, fine. You want to go down that road? Go down that road. But be, if you're going to establish the rules, keep the rules. It can be as weird of a rule as you want. Every time I pedal a bike, a leprechaun appears. So then make sure the leprechaun appears every single freaking time. So, first of all, I need to be able to touch the person to do the wish. Well, satellites like that, right? There are particles, and the particles are touching people. What? No. And are you touching the particles? No, he's touching a podium. So, no, it, that doesn't work at all for touching everybody. That is one of the lamest cop-outs I've seen. They cheated on a on a verbiage, yeah. basically, is what they did. But Now, did, did I miss something in the original setup of it where it... It if you granted the wish, you got the wish, but it took something from you. Yes, like, I didn't. I I didn't see that because when he was like talking to the people, mm-hmm. and he said, "Okay, I've got you can have that, but I'm going to have your guards and your oil or whatever." Like, well, that was different. So it would grant you your wish in a way that you probably didn't want, and then he would also take a price. It would take a price from you. Yeah. So there were two that, different things. Before he started doing that, was that ever explained? No. No, you, you just halfway through the confused. movie. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, what is, how does he, like, he, why does he have influence on these people to just take their stuff? What did I miss? Yeah, it's, it, seems, it seems a little weird with that. And then it's also kind of inconsistent in one big plot specific way. So, okay, I wish she was dead. What happens? She falls dead. I wish I had a farm. Your farm appears right here. I wish that our uh, kingdom was uh, unable to be walked upon by the heathens. Giant wall. Very literal interpretations in every single instance, except for one. Man, I wish I had Steve Trevor back. Oh, his spirit is inhabiting some other dude's body. <laughs> what? Why? In every other instance, it is a literal interpretation. Why is this one not? It's just, it's like a sore thumb just sticks out there. And uh, um, it was argued to me. It's like, well, it granted her wish. It didn't say how he was going to come back. Yes, no, you're absolutely true. And if we saw some consistency in that the way your wish was granted was kind of maybe sort of the way you wanted it and... Yeah, it'd be great, but that wasn't what happened. It was always literal. It, oh, I wish to be the strongest person in the world. Okay, you stink. You have the strongest body odor of all time. That's not exactly what I meant. Okay, then I'd be okay, but they never did that. This is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I got, but it had an unintended consequence. You know, she wanted exactly, I want Trevor back. She sort of got it. So what happened there? Oh, I can't bring people back from the dead. That's one of the rules. Well, that'd be fine if they said that. If they would establish that rule. <laughs> that'd be great. But no, with the rules that we were given, it made no sense. Okay, so there's a lot of nitpicking of a bunch of little things. <laughs> True, but all those little things add up. Yes, right? they do. Yes, they do. If it was just one or two little things, then we're nitpicking. But when it's 15 things, we're picking. We're not nitpicking. We're... Yeah. There's, yes, there are some problems uh, because of that. Um, out of 20 points, I can 
I can give this a 13. Wow, you're being generous. Well, because the plot like still the plot still moved. It still basically did what it needed to do. And if you weren't paying real close attention, you could get through the movie. There are some there are some plot problems that will stop the plot immediately, and you cannot get past it. And they just force their way past. It. And that didn't happen. These were all problems, but they're problems that would eat at you later. You can get through the movie. Is kind of the way I get. And, and the other problem I have with this plot is because it doesn't, it, it, if this is in the DCEU, where did this magically disappear from in the DCEU? Right. That's, that's a plot issue. Some continuity that also, issue. That I take an issue with as well. So that's why I hammered this one with an eight because it's just, no, no, yeah. thank you. Well, let's uh, let's let's tally up our totals. I mean, for me, it's it's still uh, I gave it a seventy six. That puts it kind of in the general range of I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. It was okay. I would not really want to watch it again. Kind of a range. Okay. What about? I, I, um, I don't know that I'd really care to watch this again. Yeah. What was your total? Was it 60-something? Sure. Um, <laughs> I didn't write down any of your numbers. Oh, no. Okay, so... <laughs> it was less than yours. <laughs> I think you it said... Was, it, was it was in the 60s, for yeah. sure, so it was a D. Yeah. Uh, because some of our, our scores were pretty similar, although I definitely, you know, the plot was five less than yours, and then I had a few others that were less than yours, too. I think so. you were like a 68, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm okay with giving it a D. It's not an F because people no. will enjoy this movie. Yeah, and people will will see it as a fun movie, and that's fine. Uh, I I just and I don't know. I mean, what... I, the Wonder Woman thing, the original one. There were some things I can go back and watch again in that for sure. I yeah. can watch that one more time and enjoy it. This one, man, I have no desire to watch this no. thing again. And the other one I have in the in the eighties in, in its score for me, because I, I felt it was enjoyable and and it, it's not one I would watch over and over and over and over again. But yeah, I'd definitely watch it again. Um, but uh, yeah, so what do you think, dear listeners? I know we went on just a little bit, but uh, maybe it's our exuberance and our excitement to get back to actually watch a movie and rate it. But uh, how would you rate this film? Is it one of your one of your favorites and we are clearly wrong on multiple points or do right. you agree with us that maybe there were some missteps that were made and it didn't come out quite as well as you had hoped let us know uh, we are always looking on social media uh, but uh, of course until next time stay safe keep watching movies and uh, be overly critical <laughs> about everything you see is that what we're going with And of course, it freezes at the end. Oh, that's 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 the way things go. But until next time. Oh, that's funny.